thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. Welcome to the Bruinview Podcast. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the podcast where we broke up with her, or we cheated on her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You can ask her. Yeah. Old lady. She Old lady? didn't know my Old baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> you can go and ask her. Mm-hmm. Um, our life is a movie. Something in boobies. Wrangler on her booty. That's right. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for the feedback last week. It was in, we were inundated, mm-hmm. so uh, keep ha- at it. We haven't gotten to it all yet. No, but we will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we respond to every email mm-hmm. slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. Oh, other than that, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. first of all, first first of all, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Um. Yeah. Welcome to another year yeah. of being alive. Thanks. I did it. We're almost to your Christ year. I know. Getting closer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Start, so, uh, start calling thank it you the, for taking uh, the time to hang out with me tonight. Of course. Yeah. I'm excited. It's your birthday. And, uh, but yeah, we got some good stuff to talk about. Uh, ta 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 We do. First off, beer. Mm. We like it. You love it. I do. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want some more of it. Yeah, I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. All right. Mm. So, <laughs> where you you guys are <laughs> not privy to our inside jokes mm-hmm. pre pre show banter. Yeah. Uh, we were making fun of some country music. Yes. And which I do enjoy. Time time. I think uh, Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks, the River album, is an amazing album. That's where it's at. I've never listened yeah. to any Garth Brooks, so I, I will. I'm willing to give that a try. You're just a Chris Gaines guy. Yeah, no, I love Chris Gaines, um, and uh, 
if he were to have like a country alter ego, I'd listen to that. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, ever since we watched The Highwaymen, I, I, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Willie Nelson since last week. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because I closed out. Uh, yeah. Close out the album with The Highwaymen. Yeah. Fantastic song. Yeah. Very Anyways. Good. Yeah, Willie Nelson is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we're talking about beer, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Talking about what we like and we love and what's mm-hmm. more of. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, Troves came out with a big one this in the last couple of weeks here. And I've yeah, it looks remissing, like Remiss in not talking about it and not getting it. But thanks to my faithful brother, Aaron. Who Who's actually on his, the show right now. Yes. Just uh, he will it. chime in here shortly, but mm-hmm. uh, he's waiting for his moment to speak up. Mm-hmm. Again, another inside joke for another podcast. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Jim will get that. Yeah. Um, maybe <laughs> if he remembers the episode that we did. it. Um, it's crazy. I was looking when you guys were, you put out your episode this week, you're like 289 or something like that. Yeah. And we're like two, we're right at two. Oh, no. 40, I think. I'm like, oh, that's okay. a lot of stupid podcasting. Oh, shit. Did you lose me? No, you're back. You're back. Okay, good. Yeah. Anyways, a lot of podcasts. Anyways, let's get to the beer. Mm. Uh, my brother gave me this. It's called Lolly Hop Dry. Dry hopped uh, double IPA from Trogues Brewing Company, which is one of my faves. 8.2 uh, ABV with no IBU to speak of. Uh-oh. So maybe they're doing the whole. Um, the bells. Whatever. Yeah. Um, this thing is a hot punch right in the teeth. Ugh. It's like all, f- all, f- like all forward tasting. They didn't spend a whole lot of time on the finish. Um, and it's not so much like the immediate finish. It's not like when it goes down and, huh, you like that first breath afterwards. No, this is five or 10 minutes later. So I've taken a drink probably three or four minutes ago almost got like a lager taste in my mouth right now it's it's dried out and that's mm. i think the problem with some of these real heavy hoppy ipas that it can that will dry your mouth out right mm-hmm. um and it because it, it is a definitely a west coast ipa style it's not that new england style with a zesty crisp taste to it this is just all citrus and aids uh What's that? Uh, Azak or not Azak? Azaka. Azaka hops, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mosaic and Citra, yeah. All those. Um, and it says orange, grapefruit, and melon. And yeah, maybe all that stuff, but like you can't, it's not much other than just a pure hop punch. And it's like, I love that. That's great. Mm. And I'll have like two or three of these. And then after that, you're like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm <laughs> starting to get the hop sweats. <laughs> and so i yeah um really good i really enjoyed the the first taste of this so much uh that i gave it a 4.5 and i know i'm a sucker for this but i mean right now it's sitting at a 4.06 mm-hmm. as for everyone so that's a pretty high rating for uh everybody and, and two of our friends uh looks like brant has drank it drank it gave it a 4.5 nice it said it must be good my wife likes it Oh, and uh, Steve, uh, my assistant baseball coach and sometimes co-host on STV, he really liked it. Uh, He gave it a four. All right, Steve. Yeah, Steve. Stavi. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. It's a good beer. And he also gave me some Nimble Giant, which I reviewed here a couple, probably a year ago or so. Mm -hmm. I remember the name. Which is a big old heavy, heavy beer in your mouth. Happily named too. I like that. Yeah, it's a great name. It's a solid little name there. All right, uh, excellent. So I think last week I misspoke. You said you were going to have a racist beer this week, right? No. <laughs> oh no. Uh, no. No. I'm drinking fire water. Oh. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I think last week I uh, misspoke and said that uh, Urban South did a collaboration with the Chicago Brewery for the beer I drank last week. Right. I was wrong. It's this week, and it is a beer called Playful Waters. 
It's a Mango Brute IPA. And the Brute is uh, just kind of a weird style that I don't think anyone knows what it's supposed to be yet. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, this one tastes so different from the last one I had, which tasted so different from the one I had previous to that. Like, they just, I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to taste like yet. But this one's this one tastes good. It honestly, uh, if you didn't tell me what it was, I would say, like, uh, yeah, it's a New England IPA. And uh, it's nice, but uh, I don't get any of that, like, champagne flavor that I think I'm supposed to get. Right. And I'll be honest, I'm all right with that. But, uh, yeah, so I gave it a 375. It's it's a solid. It's a well-made beer. Um, uh, it's a well-made IPA. I don't know about the brute part, but I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm uh, actually... Almost done with it. Gonna have to grab another one. Um, I don't know if I'll stick with this, but let me see. Just depends if I can find out how much, uh, how many, how much. It's six percent ABV, twenty-five IBUs, so low. But for uh, I don't know, for a New England, makes sense. But this isn't yeah. a New England, so yeah. I'm just going to keep referring to it incorrectly as a New England <laughs> because that's exa- that's exactly what I taste. I wish I could just pass this to you right now. I'm I, interested. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, there's only 82 ratings on that. So you're you're in on the uh in on the ground floor for that. Yeah. Oh wow, I'm right in the right in the zone too. It's uh yeah, you it's are. averaging 380. Nice. Cool. Uh let's see what they say about it. Yeah, so it's uh Brewed with our dear friends from Cruz Blanca out of Chicago. These dudes are cranking out some of the best beers in the city. I don't know about that, but I'm willing to find out. I'm going home in about a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're very excited to have them down in New Orleans. Playful Waters is a nod to both of our cities being impacted by lakes and rivers. Okay. Anyways, some more than others. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we decided to make a solid dry hopped brute IPA. I'm kind of surprised with it's because it's not very hoppy and usually the dry hops you get a lot of that flavor out of there um brewed with pilsner malts a touch of flaked rice wheat and some vienna malt to give this drier beer a sturdy base for the hops to do their thing uh lemon drop hops in the kettle to give a punch of lemon and citrus tang that sounds like a rap lyric <laughs> yeah or or a, a uh a country song a country song the, the billboard country won't claim <laughs> Lemon drops, hops in the kettle. Bees don't burn on the grill. Uh, to give <laughs> a punch of lemon and citrus tang, dry hopped with Meridian and Ciro Mosaic. Tons of dank tropical notes and rich berry fill this glass. Not super dank, not super, um, but it is more that chewy, you know, New England style. I just, I don't know. Where they get off calling this a brute? Where do they get off? Yeah. How dare they? <laughs> How dare they not disappoint me? Because I'm mm. not crazy about brute IPAs. But <laughs> mm. it's very light color. It looks like a champagne. But it also looks like a New England IPA as well. You can see and right it's through very, it. It's very clear. You can see right through it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oops. Oops. Luckily, there's more where that came from. Yeah, so uh, I think I told you recently here, Urban South had their three-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So we stocked up on their uh, specialty offerings. So um, that was one of them. Collaboration with Cruz Blanca. Very might, cool. Might try. Have you had anything from Cruz Blanca at all? No. they. Have you heard of them? Never even heard of them. Uh, it's sad. Uh, it's one of those things where you realize how much your, how much your environment has impacted you and then you leave and it moves on without you. That, that cold bitch. Mm. (laughs) Now it is, it is, uh, it is a weird thing. Like with, with the passage of time, it's like, I love going back home, but it's less and less of that place that I recognized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, I think you're identifying more with, with, uh, 
New Orleans more and more. Oh yeah, and, I, and I love Vegas it here for some weird reason. Well, uh, what do you, you hate cops now? Well, it's my friend's a police officer in Vegas, so just if you your if if you hands. don't like the Golden Knights, obviously you hate police officers. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. That's one of my it's one of my go to things. Check my Twitter account. <laughs> All hate, all cops, all the time. All hate, all cops, all day. Uh, you can interact with us on Brewview Pod at Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're on uh, we're on the old Untapped. Um, Some of my best friends are cops. Yeah, <laughs> they let me touch their hair. I'm not race cop. I'm not jobist. I don't know what. Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know the joke I'm trying to make. I'm yes. fa- failing to make. Let's go with that. Um, so yeah, untapped. We're at Bruin View Pod. We got some some friends drinking some beers too. It's a while, but it's a while Brennan's since we drinking some big doinks. Yeah, he's pounding some big doinks. <laughs> Good <laughs> he, for you, buddy. Yeah, he's stateside. So uh, oh sweet. You yeah. Know, uh, well, and yeah, uh, yeah. I know we're gonna be taking some time off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's going to be in town. Yeah, would be fun to have him on the pod. Um, I should look in. I, I have one mic, but I have two microphone cords, cables. Maybe I should just look into grabbing another nah, mic real quick. Yeah, you guys will be busy enough. Uh, hmm, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see know, how busy we I are. I know it's like when people get together and you're supposed to pod. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it can be a challenge. It does. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, join my f- us. My favorite join catchphrase. Us. Fire, skulls, and money. Is that like a Warren Zevon B-side? I fucking love Warren Zevon so much. Me too. I like, he is the, like, he his voice was pretty terrible. It was, he knew how to use, he knew how to work with what he had. He, he absolutely did, but he yeah. was a really good lyricist. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like that. He wasn't like um, he wasn't like a uh, oh, what's his name? Who did um, Frank Zappa? Mm, uh, Stephen Lynch. Stephen Lynch. It's not Stephen Lynch, where he's just all funny all the time. Yeah, but he know to, he knew how to write humor into songs, right? Uh, but he also knew how to make some like very poignant, like mm-hmm. really good songs. There's oh uh, God, yeah, I I love. I am with you. I remember I specifically um, there was an episode of Mavs where we were talking about Patrick Kane and and we said he was just an excitable boy. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) And uh, I remember the next week um, Ryan saying he was like, oh, those guys, they didn't they didn't skip a beat when they 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 knew exactly who Warren Zephon was. I was like, that's That's right. right. That's right. We're cool. (laughs) (laughs) These older guys on the Internet think we're cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's all happening. But yeah, I do remember that pretty vividly. Uh, one of my favorite songs of all time, and this is like top ten, is uh, "Keep Me in Your Heart." Oh yeah, that's sure. it. That's one of my. Uh, it's when he was dying. It's a, it's love song to his mm-hmm. wife. Um, it's a heartbreaking song if you know the context in which it's written, and you know sometimes like a song in itself can be heartbreaking but like if you know context mm-hmm. i think it's it it can impact you a little bit more and that that one's one of those so and poor poor pitiful me that's just a self-loathing song mm-hmm. <laughs> and my shit's fucked up uh what just happened oh oh no i guess get it after got disaster. patreon oh nice where's mine hmm I've been there longer, so fuck. They, they oh. <laughs> here, here we go. No, <laughs> yeah, you, you, get a, you got you priority. Always, you get it a couple seconds later than I do. You got priority. I understand. Okay. I understand. I'm still newer, newer Patreon. Man, if our if our emails are any indication, we're gonna have to start one up soon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how how are we gonna monetize this this yeah. windfall that we have? Right. You know what? We do it for. We just do it for us. Do it for the love. We do it like no one's listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten really good at it. 
Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's All get right. the movie. Yes, let's. All right. So. Uh, oh, man. Oh, never mind. I hear. I, I hear. I see it. Uh, I assigned you a Noah Baumbach movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Let's get to that so we can crush the silence. Yes. All right. So The Squid and the Whale. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, written, by, written and directed by Noah, ba- Noah Baumbach. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is his... This was his third feature-length movie, uh, but I, I don't think it was... Uh, if, I'm sorry if I'm, I don't have it. Oh, uh, no, Babak. Filmography. Oh, God damn it. Why did they do this this way? There we go. All filmography. Director. Sue... Uh, yeah, he had done Kicking and Streaming, Mr. Jealousy, mm-hmm. Highball, Conrad, Conrad and Butler Take a Vacation, and The Squid and the Well is his next one. So, like, per- basically his his biggest up to that point, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 2005, um, starring Jeff Daniels. Uh, Owen Klein is the youngest boy, Laura Linney, and Jesse Eisenberg is the biggest. Uh, William Baldwin makes an appearance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Anna Paquin, which, weirdly, she was like a young ingenue, and then she turned into pretty much nothing after that. Like, she was in everything for a little bit, and then kind of disappeared after she did what, what that HBO vampire uh, movie thing? Vampire Sex, the show? Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, True Blood. Yes, True Blood. And bon so, Tom, anyways, Louisiana. So, yeah, Louisiana. Louisiana. She has a really bad Southern accent. Where is uh, she from? She's probably Canadian, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh no, she yeah, was. She's born Winnipeg. In Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. She was born in the peg. She was born to peg. <laughs> All right, so this movie is a pretty much an autobio- autobiographical uh, look at Noah Baumbach. Mm-hmm. It's based in uh, New York City or in the Bronx, I think, or Brooklyn. I know, actually, I think it's Brooklyn <laughs> in 1986, mm-hmm. and it 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 tells a story of uh, like a mid high school guy, like a tenth, eleventh grade kid, and he has a younger brother, and his parents are. Uh, uh, writers and they're going through a divorce and the effect it has on all of them so what I would say this is like I and this is really what I thought in the middle of the movie I was like this feels like a Wes Anderson movie but like through like a funhouse mirror there's a, just hmm. there's a lot more swearing and a lot more uh, realism just a little bit more realism and and like at the end of the movie, as soon as this starts come, the credits start coming up. Wes Anderson is a um, producer on this, and I guess they're they're boys <laughs> because it's just it's awkward. It's like it's it's rich white people problems. Mm-hmm. All the all these movies that Wes Anderson does, Noah Baumbach does. It's and you know what? There's a market for that because there's a lot of rich white people, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. That's that's good. But this isn't. This is not quite. Um, it's so like. It, what it really shows is. So when people are growing up, mm-hmm. everyone has their problems. Like you could look back in your childhood and probably say, you know, this and this and this probably affected the way I grew up. If this and this were a little different, I might. I could have done maybe this and this, right? Mm. I have the same thing, you know, you know, have we been, had I had a, uh, a family that like really emphasized sports, like mm-hmm. I probably would have been a little bit more, um, into it. I probably would have been a little bit better by the time I got to the point where I was good enough to like, I probably could have gone to vision one, mm-hmm. but maybe, maybe not, but I didn't have parents that were like, on me, on me, on me. Which may be a good thing because I'm not an asshole now. Yeah. I mean, a total asshole. We're we're all excited Tiger Woods is back, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget his dad did a number yeah. on him. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, good job on 15. Yeah. But you also fucked at Perkins Waitress. Um, I went home but, with a waitress. <laughs> so this, this shows uh, the downfalls of having intellectual mm-hmm. parents. Or, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, so Jeff Daniels, Laura Linney and Jeff Daniels are amazing in this. Uh, they play the parents that are getting a divorce. Jeff Daniels is a, like, uh, he was a successful author, but he hasn't had a uh, anything written in, in many years, and now he's starting to fall off. Mm-hmm. And Laura Linney is his wife, who is now becoming a, a author in her own right, and is is like their their Venn diagram is is shifting right yeah and uh, uh, Jeff Daniels plays pretentious so well he, he's just the most pompous a- asshole ever and Laura Linney is pro- it plays an aloof mother uh, great but like the acting is great the story is pretty good it's just the way it's pulled off in the end. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of this. I think I gave it a six. Um, there's some really like, uh, there's some like the youngest son, like oh, well, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna worry about spoiling because like, um, yeah, uh, the youngest son is like caught for like smearing semen on library books. Well, you know, I so mean- that. Who hasn't been you know, there? So you wouldn't see that so much in a Wes Anderson movie? You know no. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I say it's a kind of a distorted, but it feels very Wes Anderson-like. Like the the um, almost audacious characters that go into this. Um, it's just... Some of it felt done for shock value. And it, it does tell the story of teenage angst and like how are you... Like if you're if your parents can't make it in this world, how in the hell are you gonna make it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if if the people you look up to the most in the world are having difficulties and are like their lives are falling apart around you, like what 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 are the chances that you have? And it, it does start to tell that story, but it doesn't quite do it because it's just a little too in love with itself or a little bit too obsessed with the shock value of it um where where wes anderson is a little too in love with himself this is a little bit too self-loathing if you understand okay yeah yeah absolutely uh so it's worth the watch it's only i think 82 minutes or something like that it's i mean just it comes and goes quick um yeah and jesse eisenberg like he People hate him. Mm-hmm. I understand Myself it because included. he plays he plays hateable characters, and he plays another one in this one. But he mm-hmm. plays them well. So you got like I don't know why we can't separate the art from the artist, or no, no, not even that. No, this isn't separating the art from the artist. This is separating, you know, just saying, hey, can he play a bad guy? Is he a bad guy in real life? Who knows? I've never heard him being in scandals, but no, all his characters he plays have been in scandals. So I mean, I just don't like. When I see him in a movie, I usually, it's not even so much that he plays bad characters. I just feel like, like the two that stick out to me are Zombieland, which was basically they, he did what he was asked. It was like, hey, we can't get Michael Sarah. Can you do that for us? Uh, and um, the other one that sticks out is Lex Luthor, which was just a terrible choice. I don't know who made that choice, but yeah, yeah for the most part, I just don't, I, yeah. Tend He'd be not... great, like maybe ten years from now for Lex Luthor. Like I get that, but right now it's just too young for it. Maybe. But I mean, the, if, the way that if, they wrote that character, the way that the choices he was allowed to make were just not good. So yeah. But like, had I seen, and this is probably one of his first roles—not not his first, but like one of his first roles. Mm-hmm. Like, had I seen him in this the first time, I'd be like, "Whoa!" Like this guy killed it. Sure. That's, I mean, that's a big deal. I feel like that affects, that's a big part of um, actors' trajectories. It's like, did, did, 
everyone fall in love with him in this role? Like, how do, how does it start? Or I don't know. Yeah. Um, and but overall, I, I, like I would recommend you watch this. I really mm-hmm. would. Uh, this is something that you, I think, could see the qualities of and like recognize like some. Uh, he really captures some human elements in this, mm-hmm. even though he does it shock value sometimes. And sure. uh, I loved and hated Jeff Daniels' character so much. I, I think like if we come up with some kind of list, he's going to show up on it sometime. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm going to let you vamp for a second. I got to let my dog upstairs. Yeah, sure thing. All right. Um, I'll do a little uh, preamble here for the silence. I know Brad uh, watched this one as well. It is a um, horror movie on Netflix right now um, where the world uh, is under attack from terrifying creatures who hunt their human prey by sound. 16-year-old Allie Andrews, who lost her hearing at age 13, and her family seek refuge in a remote haven. Uh, it stars Stanley Tucci, Kiernan Shipka, who I just found out is also from Chicago, Illinois, and uh, Miranda Otto. And uh, this is kind of capitalizing on the late trend of, I think it's trying to capitalize on like Bird Box and A Quiet Place being kind of Actually, runaway it's hits. Not. I'm going to stop you right there. What's that? That this isn't capitalizing on that. It's trying to. It didn't. It was reco- It was filmed before Quiet Place and Bird Box. Okay. Well. It, it, it actually ran into problems. I, I, like, I, I, I would imagine. I, well, that's the problem with, with Hollywood. There's a great little book called. Um, it's actually not a little book. It's kind of long. It's called uh, The Best Sci-Fi Movies Never Made. Um, so maybe those movies aped it because but. these screen, these screenplays get like picked over and poured over so much. Um, but anyways, you go ahead. You have a little more history on it. Well, just, just that it was filmed maybe at the same time or maybe even before mm-hmm. like a quiet place was and definitely before bird box was. Okay. So like, and, um, it, it, it ran, I think it ran into some distributing or, uh, editing whatever that it didn't come out right at the same time that a quiet place did. And as soon as a quiet place did, they pushed it back. Oh yeah. Over a year because they didn't want it to be like, you know, volcano and, um, uh, uh Dante's, Dante's peak. peak. Yeah. Right. Or that, that kind of stuff. And, and like, I like there is a, there is that, um, phenomena, right? Like mm-hmm. where, movies overlap each other yeah absolutely absolutely where it's like a zeitgeist kind of thing where but also i think maybe the the studios maybe collaborate and say okay we have the same property pretty much yeah let's do it let's do it at the same time and see who wins yeah i mean they they just it is a very it's a big industry but it's a small industry yeah um and maybe they weren't trying to capitalize Maybe the the people making the movie weren't trying to capitalize on the success of these other movies, but I think this movie, without the success of Bird Box, maybe stays shelved. Which would yeah yeah that and that kind of sucks. Like I want this movie to come out, even though I didn't like it. I still want it to be out there. Like there were good elements of it. Yeah, I mean it was it was a uh, it was more of a creature feature than than the other two movies I named. Right, right. So uh, let me. I I've been stepping over you. Let, no, you're I right. I want you to talk. I want you to talk about it. Um. Yeah. So I basically, while you were gone, just gave a, a brief overview of this movie. Um. And uh. So it's uh. These like bat creatures. It's actually. <laughs> I think it's the oh. same plot as uh, Piranha. Pretty much. It, you what's weird, and I said I wasn't going to step over you. That's I fine. literally watched this Saturday night. Uh huh. And the opening, what's it? Do you remember what the opening thing was? The opening, um, uh, said you know instead of the 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 title, but it was like mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania yeah. on the Appalachian Trail. Yep. I was 
getting up Sunday morning to go for a run on the Appalachian Trail. Nice. In in Pennsylvania. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and so that it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Made you nervous. Like, wait, what is this? And then I started watching the movie. That's no, fine. Yeah, this is a documentary. Huh. Should I not do this? Uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, these like bat creatures, essentially, uh, that they hear, they hear you, but they can't see, they, they're blind, but they use, I assume something like sonar. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sevenfold had a whole album about this. Yes. Um, it's probably, they probably get at least a thank you in the, in the credits here. Uh, but these creatures can hear you, so you got to be quiet. Luckily, um, Allie, I think is her name Allie? Yeah. Allie mm-hmm. has, uh, is deaf, so her whole family knows sign language. Um, stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh, and... Oh, it was... Oh, God. What? <laughs> it's just... It was so bad. Mm-hmm. It was so bad. <laughs> Um, when you, the, the, the way they introduced the sign language and the way they talked about the sign language and the way they yeah. said how it would be ad- advantageous for them. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> the, the, there's, I don't know if this, uh, there's, there's a real quality issue with the voiceovers. Um, cause the voiceovers were definitely mastered differently. Because they just sound so out of place and so different. Uh, but, yeah, there's there's a couple things wrong with this movie. A couple, you know, it's a short list. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so they uh, escape and wind up on a, uh, through a series of misadventures, wind up on a... Uh, like a farmhouse, like this this uh, shut-in, who I guess maybe she didn't know that she had to be quiet. She just was always quiet. <laughs> uh, she ends up dying because she's not quiet, telling them to get off her land. And uh, then all of a sudden there's some cult. Some like yeah. New World cult gets involved. They cut off tongues. Um, <laughs> we're uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and make the call we're gonna spoil this one so if you want to watch the silence um and don't want it to be spoiled put put the brakes on this but <laughs> no i the, yeah we we dare you not to listen the uh yeah the little girl with the suicide vest of cell phone <laughs> i laughed so hard when they opened up her shirt and she's just got a bunch of cell phones taped to her it's not a like in in the universe of this movie. It's a good idea, it's, but it's, it's just a good so idea. funny. Yeah, it's just like that would be your dude. Your, cell uh, phones yeah. are destroying our society, man. No, Ugh. I mean, like, okay, <laughs> holy this- shit, uh, seven to three, Columbus. Sorry. Oh really? Yeah, they just holy swept girl. the lightning. Wow. I'm excited because there's a lot of Lightning fans down here. Well. Maybe there's not. I just know a lot because everyone, the ning- pretty much the everyone, the, the, the ings, I don't know. Uh, pretty much everyone I know is, is through Molly and everyone at some point has spent some time in Florida in that field. Hmm. So, like, yeah. And, and I was with them to go in completely tangential direction. And I was like, this is Tampa Bay's cup. It's theirs to lose. Well, when you were talking to or, uh, Matt, they lost Matt it this week mm-hmm. about like how good they were. They are literally the, the golden state Warriors, Right. Yeah. Or even better. Like they had the best record. They ever. were a super team almost ever. Like it, like they just couldn't be stopped. And them getting swept in the first round would be the equivalent of the yeah the the warriors being swept yeah well this is why it's like the it's like the um thibodeau era bulls they would have an incredible regular season but they'd be gassed yeah 
Um, yeah, because he ran his players into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Load management. Mm-hmm. Load management. It's not just for porn people. That's right. <laughs> I was trying to find the joke. <laughs> uh, but back to silence. So yes. Let me, um, this Sorry about that. This movie made me appreciate, and I know you didn't enjoy Quiet Place as much as I did, mm-hmm. but this made me appreciate Quiet Place so much more because it, it, it actually took the time to tell the story. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have trouble with the plot holes in in A Quiet Place. I don't know. I think A Quiet Place was pretty well received. I know, but like there was points and stuff where people were uh, uh, putting yeah. out. Yeah. It was, I was just like, why wouldn't you go here, 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 whatever. Yeah. I was definitely um, one of those people, admittedly. And But this one, there's no reason to go to a farmhouse. Right. There's no reason. Because mm-hmm. like, you could just stay in your house. Because like this movie takes place over like a cu- what a couple weeks even, maybe I two don't weeks no like when they introduced the cult leader there was twenty minutes le- left in right the movie. yeah and like what 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 is that you know like it was a you know and and that's the problem with like it like the they defeated the creatures so early like all he had to do mm-hmm. for the rest of time was find enough gas. To turn on the wood chipper, yeah, and everything would have been solved. <laughs> they just would have kept flying in, flying in, flying in, yeah, you know, and then maybe go buy another wood chipper. But th- I mean, all he did was fly into the wood chipper. You would have been fine, yeah, and stood back and laugh. But right. I don't know. Yeah, it was <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picturing Stanley Tucci standing in like his his dad sweater, just yeah. laughing as like blood splatters all over the place. Yeah. That would be a better ending. It would have been. Um, but yeah, this one definitely like a quiet place didn't really necessarily have a clear solution. This one definitely presents a clear solution, um, and yet it still ends with them in this refuge. Like, we're not sure what happens next. Well, yeah, and come on. Wi-Fi stops as soon as the world stops, right? I mean... No. 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 The internet, it's, the it's internet lives up, forever. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah that's... Where, where did the... They still had lights and stuff at night. Like, where do you get that without a generator? Where did the generator noise? Does that not attract all the right. creepy little vampire bats? Yeah. No, I mean, vampire bats, I guess, is redundant, but it's an easy one to pick apart. Um, this was, you know, we kind of talked about it with Highway, Highway Men last week. This was a made-for-TV movie. Like, I could see this, I could see this airing on Sci-Fi mm. on a Sunday this afternoon. This definitely a Sci-Fi movie. I could yeah. see Highway Men as like a Showtime or sure, um, yeah, or a, or I guess a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. well, that's, I mean, that's, I think, the exact thing they're trying to avoid is, Oof. like, oh, this one's rough, man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Not the best. Um, and Stanley Tucci is just so... Um, <laughs> he wasn't in it. Like, he can't play the common man. He has to play eccentric. No. Yeah, he's so wasted in this yeah. and he's also just everyone is just so outmatched by him yeah like the uh his friend in the beginning like even their dialogue exchanges were like oh my god this guy's awful yeah oh yeah and he was wasn't he like in the what was it? he was in um brothers mcmullen or brothers he like he's known for something like he was terrible his brother yeah or his his, his friend his brother friend, or whatever yeah. his his uncle friend i don't know uh yeah he was not he was not great um which but you know what i understand why he kept him around because he had a handgun that had unlimited ammo (laughs) that's another thing that like just it drove me insane it was like okay yeah maybe he's got a high capacity gun and it just these it just keeps going off he must have like let off like 60 shots from a handgun (laughs) yeah it was just it was it was it's a lazy movie um and and they just kind of threw some stuff in there they didn't have a good they like you said there's an obvious solution um and they didn't have a good uh i don't know 
just it's yeah. just not a solid movie. Definitely uh, not not one I'm recommending. But no, absolutely uh, not. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't feel like uh, I don't know. It, it commits it commits the worst crime a movie like this could could commit, and it's boring. Like if it's gonna be schlocky, go all the way with it. If it doesn't make sense, whatever. Lean into it. Yes. Give love it, care for it. Maybe we get another Zombievers. Yep. Or Dale Tucker and Dale. Tucker and or Dale. Whatever. Yeah. Um, or even hell, I mean, go for it and go for Cabin in the Woods type thing. Right. Yeah. Rip, but rip don't, the. Uh, don't try to play that line and know you're like, holy fuck. Like they're like, I'd love to hear an honest conversation with Stanley Tucci and like whenever this is going on and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, what am I doing? Yeah. But anyways, I, I, yeah, I hate to like rip on movies like cause people spend a lot of time and money and effort doing right. these things. Like they really do. Like people like put and they think maybe they're doing, you know, doing something great, but just. Uh, if you want to watch this movie, watch A Quiet Place. Right. Because it's, yeah, so much better. Higher production value, better acting, better creatures. I don't know. And there's just, what is, I, it drives me nuts. What is with, like, the, like, couple of slow-mo shots that just come out of nowhere in that way? Yeah. And making, like, regular decisions, too, is like, yes, I understand. We love our family pets. But the dog is barking. Dogs, dogs gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Like easy decisions. Mm. And yeah, yeah. Just yeah, silly. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> avoid the silence unless all that sounds good to you. More, more power to you. Um, but there's a lot of other stuff out there. So yeah, just keep it moving. Which I did watch. One of the things I did watch yes. that was an eight or uh, HBO, uh, a Netflix original, mm-hmm. um, is called Black Summer. Right. And uh, this is a, uh, the first season, I suppose. Uh, it's a episodic eight, I think eight episodes, eight episodes on Netflix. And this is zombie apocalypse stuff. And this is 28 Days Later t- style. Nice. All right. So we all know zombie stuff has been done and done and done to ad nauseum, you know, mm-hmm. just to the point where we're done with it. Uh, this, you know, if I were, I guess the thing I should compare it to because an episodic zombie movie show uh, should be compared to like The Walking Dead because that's the most popular zombie show out there. Sure. This is what the zombie, what, this is what The Walking Dead should be because really? it, is really good uh i started watching it two days ago and i finished it wow yeah um now maybe not everyone loves it because i do enjoy the zombie genre Mm -hmm. a lot uh but i think what and i i just want you to watch the first episode just watch the first episode and see if you like it or not uh but there are some great uh filmmaking aspects in this Mm -hmm. there are some long long takes a lot of steady cam stuff, a lot of handheld stuff. Uh, they they play a, a little bit with uh, a jump or with cuts to make it feel like it's the same same long uh, scene or same long uh, shot. But they they really do make an attempt to uh, put an effort into the uh, the the camera work. To make it feel like you are a part of it, and it does get your heart rate going some. Now, I can see how people, some people, would be turned off by it because it's like it feels like stuff that's been done before, over and over and over and over again. And, and maybe it is, but for me, it worked. Um, it, in like I said, I I went through the whole thing, and there's not a whole lot of actors that you'd even recognize. The only one you'd maybe recognize is. I think her name is Jamie King. Yeah, Jamie King, and she was in like sure. Sin City. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't think you recognize anybody. But I loved this. I loved it because a the zombie thing I'm into. 
and B, the film work or the, the camera work that was involved because they did some amazing shit. Like, I think some uh, filmmakers would be jealous of. Nice. Because of how they, they got these shots. And, you know, they they remind you of shots that were done before, but they they really put forth the effort. Very little dialogues are not relying on drama and, like, you know, why didn't you say this to me? You know, like <laughs> there was, there's not like any infighting or anything like that. This mm-hmm. is straight up action from start to finish. And there is a little bit of like, is this guy going to uh, sell me out mm-hmm. or not? Uh, but it, it goes by pretty quick. And like I said, I, I crushed it in like three days. So nice. Uh, check out Black Summer. Um, yeah, pretty tight. All right. A- and the way they uh, they tell they. They do a a, a, a Tarantino s storytelling, mm. where they introduce the characters, or they introduce eight characters in a scene, and something will happen, and character will go one way, character will go the other way. We'll follow one character for a little bit, and we'll go back to that scene, and then follow the other characters for a little bit, and then we'll go back a little bit further than that, and see where that led up to that scene, where and then it goes with the other characters, and it it's it's creative storytelling as well. Nice. So. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I like I like uh, the zombie subgenre. I'm a fan. Um, I like that it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's too much. Um, I know, Brad, you know my feelings on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I still really enjoyed the, the um, comic book as well I was when I was reading it. Um, but well, it's yeah. it's such a great vehicle for either action or for human drama. Yep, yep. And I think this does action more than drama, but it has the drama within. Yeah, and also it. Yeah, I I highly highly recommend you watch the first episode and just if you're just a little bit tantalized, mm-hmm. go for the second. And there's one or two episodes that. Aren't as great as all the IRS of them, but for the most part, it rolls pretty well. Yeah, that's a that's the life of a television show. Yeah, it happens. You got those exposition episodes and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I will check it out. Cool. Right after Survivor, Patriot, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so remember I told you I was reading the. The James Maynard Keenan, yes, uh, bi- biography, right? Mm-hmm. So you remember, I I go down these rabbit holes and I just I wring every little bit I can out of it, right? Yeah, nothing wrong. And with I that. just get into it, and um, so I did that bio that uh, biography. I listened to it. I didn't read it, but uh, one of the cool things I I. I don't know that you would really enjoy it. It really just tells his story. It takes about halfway through the whole book, and it's 11 hours, Mm -hmm. just to get to the point where he meets some of the guys that start. (laughs) You know, it just tells his whole backstory, which for me is interesting because I'm a sycophant for Toll and Maynard, uh, even though he hates me. And a gluttony for pain. Yeah. I am. (laughs) Um, But it it does a really good job of telling... I don't. It does a good job of telling how uh, the guys met up and uh, where where they were in their careers and mm-hmm. how close like he was with that. Like he was roommates with Tom Morello for a while, nice. like back when no one knew them. It just it was a weird scene in L.A. Like if you were just in the right place at the right time, and or, and or, there was a bunch of creative people. Yeah. together and i'm not saying people were lucky but um because like that's where all the pre creative people seem to gather and it's like one little section like all these bands and stuff and whether it was in seattle or it was in la um but what was cool was i get to you know you get to see how tool was created and all that stuff mm-hmm. and how actually meteorically they rose uh like within months after they were came together they had a, a record deal. Like nice. they had like three or four shows and they had someone like asking them to. Wow. Yeah. Someone to sign them because I think they, he, he had, um, uh, procured like the, the best people he knew 
to get this band together and, and be effective. Mm-hmm. But anyways, what was cool was whenever he put Perfect Circle together, the the label that signed him said, hey, we need to do this uh, marketing program, which means we got to put out a music video, which mm-hmm. in turn, hey, let's get David Lynch to film your music video, which is Judith, their first uh, single right. uh, f- for a perfect circle, which is fantastic song. Just yeah, absolutely great song. Um, but it is a very Lynchian, uh, uh, and, and he was known for doing a lot of music videos before he, I think that was after he did like Alien Cubed and before he had done Seven. Mm-hmm. So it was right in that area where he was just finding his footing and all that stuff. But <clears throat> he worked with Lynch and they had a lot of creative differences. And one of the things was Lynch said, I guess the studio had to get involved as well. It was like, okay, let Maynard, or Maynard, you 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 capitulate to Lynch as long as you get a chance to get uh, read for one of his roles in his next film, which he actually had the opportunity to read for this role, but it ended up going to Dwight Yoakam, who was in Panic Room, mm-hmm. which actually no, it was it was after Seven. It was after Seven. Yeah, it was after seven. I think after Fight Club too. So oh, wow. this is, yeah, this is like in ninety seven or ninety nine. I think ninety nine or two thousand. But anyways, so instead of Dwight Yoakam playing in Panic Room, which he played a great character. You've seen Panic, yeah, you've yeah, seen absolutely. Room. And he was great in that, right? Uh, it could have been Maynard being, and that's how I tie this all in too. That'd be pretty cool. The, the music thing but he ended up not reading it because he had to go on tour with tool and stuff but uh but what i did watch because i fell so deep into this i watched a short called sleeping dogs lie mm. it's on youtube it's uh i think keenan's other than him doing uh mr show yes. uh, but his like <laughs> his film not his debut but like because he had done some really uh, weird sh- weird shit before, like, uh, what was it called? Uh, actor, it was called uh, Bikini Bandits and Bikini Bandits 2, The Golden Rod. Hmm. But this is his first, like, um, <laughs> I guess, dramatic acting turn. He played, like, this cop. So... I watched this short film, 25 mm-hmm. minutes on YouTube. It's called Sleeping Dolls Lie. You can hardly find it on, you can't even really find it on IMDb other than searching through Keenan's, his actor link and getting there. Because if you do Sleeping Dolls Lie, it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is one of the lead actors, the lead actor in this is a, is the drummer for, um, uh, Oh Christ! Oh, what is it? Um. Oh, what was the supergroup? Uh, audio, audio, audio slave. slave. Yeah. But, so he was the drummer for that. So, yeah, just a weird little tie-in, and you know, thank you for playing around in my head for a little bit, uh, for what I was involved with the last week. But Ed Naz, Ed, Ed Adner was in this. Twenty-five minutes. It's worth the watch. It's not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. little short film like if i had seen this at the film uh the 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 harrisburg film festival that i went to if i saw yeah. this as a short this would have won it for me i would have nice. been like hands down this best because there was a lot of shitty stuff this was actually not as not that bad it wasn't good but it wasn't that bad <laughs> keenan was fine it was acceptable yeah right. there you go anyway nice 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 sorry right. for that detour no, no worries. No worries. Uh, yeah, so um, anything else before we wrap this one up? I don't. Other than the sign, I don't think I, don't think I got anything. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I guess in we'll be talking about these movies in two weeks. But yeah. uh, I've got a doc for you called Soaked in Bleach. Sweet. So come as you are, mm-hmm. uh, and that's streaming on Amazon. Is that right? 
Yes. Yep. Yeah. This seems like a movie I should be assigning you, but I appreciate you assigning me. Well, I'm sure at some point we'll both watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless we come back in two weeks and you, or in a week, when, whenever. Unless we come back and you're like, oh, it was terrible. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but we will see. Yes. Uh, and for you, mm-hmm. a movie I've seen already. All right. But in the midst of like that binge of like 53 movies I watched in two weeks or something like that, <laughs> um, I just didn't get around to it, which hopefully may be a sign, maybe not. But uh, Velvet Buzzsaw on Netflix. All right. Yes, I am, I am looking forward to it with uh, Mr. What's-His-Name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you know and love him. You can never forget uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> and what's her face? And who's it? Yeah, and you know them old, old. Uh, wait, Renee Russo's in this too. Oh yeah, didn't they just do a movie together? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's the same guy that did um, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Okay. Yeah. So, and they work together there, I think. Yeah. So. So. Interesting. All right. I'm in, yeah, I'm interested. It looks it looks weird. Um and I know I I've been uh, having you kind of forcing me down this this road of uh Netflix originals. Um or, or Got to get through them movies. somehow. Yeah. Um and and I'm okay with that. I'm ready. I'm ready to go through it. Uh anyways, so I will be watching that. We're going to talk about that like I said in 2 weeks. Um, but we're not going anywhere. Don't worry. Still uh, tune in. We'll be here next week. Uh, and uh, oh, uh, listener, listener, streaming suggestions. Jeez, I'm sorry. Um, you mentioned yours already. Yes. Um, yeah. But uh, if you want to just, yep. uh, if there's anything else you want to say about Black Summer. Uh, nope, just watch it. Watch <laughs> the first episode. If you're not into it, then uh, you're not into it. But I I feel, I think I know the people that watch the show, I think would be interested in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I recommended it to Ryan and his son. Oh, nice. So we're getting leftovers. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, I'm adding it to my list right now. Um, but that's where, where good intentions go to die. Uh, I, for you, sorry, listening at home. Um, how about a little from dusk till dawn? I don't know if we've talked about that one before. We haven't done a whole lot of that. Yeah. Um, but a, uh, a one Mr. Rodriguez who I very much enjoy, uh, <laughs> star starring George Clooney and, uh, Quentin Tarantino. uh i love this movie and i think um i kind of after the silence was was in uh in the mood for a creature feature so there you go you know if uh you heard we were talking about the silence and you watched it and you were like i need i need something else in my life from dust till dawn might be it it's streaming on netflix right now yeah all right uh and like i said that's about it, but uh, we'll be back next week. Mm. Pittsburgh's down three to one with thirty-seven seconds to go. God damn it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for nothing, you guys. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, yes, I will. We will see you next week with something a little different. Hopefully, you enjoy. Yes. Email us. It's fun. Brewviewpod mm. at gmail dot com. Bye bye, boy, 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 boy. <laughs> Yo, Lil Pump, Sam Rockwell, there's a certain guy, he's a character actor we both love, he's very underappreciated, this is for our boy Stanley. Let's get it! Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. Some of you don't know the name, Tooch. but that's that guy from the Hunger Games. Tooch. Transformers, The Last Night. Beauty and the Beast and Spotlight. Tooch. Writer and director of Big Night. Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. 
Some of you don't know the name, but that's that guy from the Hunger Games. Married Felicity Blunt, sister of Emily Blunt. My man Tooch is with the Blunt. Tooch gang, Tooch gang, Tooch gang. 32 years in the biz. I'm a big fan of his. I got mad respect for his reign. He should have been Doctor Strange. The Devil Wears Prada was sick. If you don't like Stan, you're a dick. He adds value to your flick. If you don't like Stan, you a bitch. He did two movies with Street. I want to name my son Tucci. Did you know my man had a cookbook? And he was the co-owner of a restaurant. Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. Some of you don't know the name, Tooch. but that's that guy from the Hunger Games. Tooch. Transformers, The Last Night. Tooch. Beauty and the Beast and Spotlight. Tooch. Writer and director of Big Night. Tooch. Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. Tucci. 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 Tooch. Tooch.